and he's the co-founder of the annual Simon Corley Memorial Lecture. And uh, if you want to learn something new, just go onto Wikipedia or somewhere uh, on Google and look up Simon Corley, N-K-O-L-I, and learn a little bit more about one of the people really at the forefront of um, activism in this country as well. It's 10 to 1. What am I saying? 10 to 8. And uh, we are going to crack into a break. And when we come back from that, we'll go to our second thought leader. Staying up to date with your TV license balance has never been easier. You simply SMS your ID number or TV license number to 44210 to get your balance. Quick and easy at the touch of your fingertips. Standard network SMS costs apply. Free SMSs do not apply. Paying your TV license helps us to keep you informed and educated. Always. SABC TV licenses. Made possible by you. TCNC Supply. Thought leaders, storytellers and griots sharing personal highlights on Stories of the Week. We're going to go back to that story that we mentioned earlier. It is, of course, Youth Month and someone who has written about it and uh, has the responsibility of engaging with youth in a major kind of way is Professor Tawane Kupe. He is the Vice Chancellor and Principal of the University of Pretoria, UP. He's also a Professor of Media Studies and Literature and he recently wrote an article and opinion piece in News24 noting that just like in 1976, our collective future lies in the hands of the youth. Prof, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Michelle. Good morning. So, you know, I always think of the fact that you are, um, as a vice chancellor, you really do have the role of ensuring that young people are not only educated, but they're offered the opportunity to lead and to to, to, to understand, I suppose, deeply what leading is all about. Talk to us about how the university does that, Prof. No, thank you, Michelle, and good morning to your listeners. This uh, Father's Day morning. Good morning to all fathers. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> Happy Father's Day. <laughs> <laughs> so at Investor Pretoria, I think we put a premium on leadership. So we run a lot of leadership programs, sometimes together with partners uh, in the donor community, like some of the German foundations. And also we'll run a program together with Common Purpose, which we fund, but they provide the facilitators, the content, working together with our uh, student affairs and student life division. We also ensure that all of our SRC leaders, student representative council, leadership of house committees, leadership of university-owned uh, and operated residences go through a formal leadership program. We happen also, by the way, to... to be the only university, I think, with a, a leadership institute named yes. after Ingozi, who uh, chief uh, Albert oh, Lutuli, the yeah. first uh, African to get a peace prize. And so, and, and, and here, so we, so, so, so as I say, leadership training is embedded in the overall education of our students because we realize that necessarily every course will leadership be explicit. You might be trained to do well in your discipline or in your degree program to get a job, but that leadership requires explicit, intentional training, structured properly, and then also so, so, um, as a value add to the you know, theoretical 
technical and, and technocratic training that you might actually get. So, I mean, I've been in many universities. Today is not a day to mention other universities where I've worked. But of all of the universities, I found that uh, comprehensive leadership at every level for students is a... Uh, is something that we, we, we greatly value. So if we look at uh, the, what you wrote about specifically, noting that in 1976, just like 1976, our collective future right now lies in the hands of the youth. I mean, that implies something really quite extraordinary. Uh, if we yes. have to go back to the major, major disruption that was 1976 and how it shifted and changed the history of our country. And likewise, we are in 2022 and you're suggesting that we need a major disruption of that nature. What could that be? So actually it's um, a family anchored, but not, not only that, in the, in the state of the youth unemployment in our country, including in, in, in some instances, uh, um, uh, graduate unemployment or graduates who are unemployed. And I'll talk to you now about what we do to make sure yeah. our graduates are, are employed over and above the leadership training. So, as you know, youth unemployment is skyrocketed beyond 50% for certain categories of youth in our country. I think you can, can never imagine what kind of nightmare that is. It's like having no future. But also remember that we are a country and a continent where the youth are growing in numbers. And uh, it is estimated that in the next couple of decades or so, over 50%, I think, of our population might be young people uh, below 35. So that is our future in terms of the human beings in South Africa and on the continent. And so they must have pathways to a sustainable future, jobs, you know, a better life, well-being. But also we live in a climate crisis and a climate emergence, a planetary crisis, if you like. Also, we live in a situation where the political systems and political leadership might not be developing most the most comprehensive and holistic programs to give uh, bright, sustainable futures for our youth. So if you like, that is what I was uh, alluding to. And so, at Inglesio Pretoria, what we have done is to have at least a tripartite system, if you like, to borrow it from the political alliance <laughs> of uh, preparing youth uh, so that they can actually have sustainable pathways for a brighter future. First, uh, all our students, apart from the fact that we offer a high-quality education at the University of Pretoria, 94% of our students uh, get employment six months after graduation. The, the balance, uh, the other 6 or 7% also come back for postgraduate studies or go elsewhere for postgrad. So then second, over and above that, like the leadership programs, we offer a ready-for-work program, which in a sense translates your theoretical knowledge, technical knowledge in a university context to a knowledge that is applicable in work environment. So last year, for example, is external validation of what we do the South African Graduate Employers Association gave us the award for the university that best prepares students for the world of work. And then we also realized at the University of Pretoria that not everybody actually wants to leave the university and get employed. 
they, want, <laughs> they might actually want to start a business and be an employer. So we offer a free online entrepreneurship course for all of our students. We also have a center for entrepreneurship. We have an accelerator and an incubator tax innovation for those who are tech inclined in the entrepreneurship world. And recently, I think you might know this, Michelle, we launched a center for the future of work. And yes. the center for the future of work is actually a, a, a very forward-looking institution. It was part and parcel of our strategy, which we developed during COVID, to say, how do you survive and thrive post-COVID, understanding that COVID is not just the disease, but the economic situation, the planetary crisis, political crises, and so on. So we said we're going to reimagine UP as a future-oriented future for Cats University. One of the projects out of that is the Center for the Future of Work, which has launched very nicely. And what is its relevance to the topic we are talking about now? It's, it, it recognizes the fact that the economic crisis and unemployment is also a sign of something is disruption in the world of work caused by yeah. not just the pandemic, but also caused by rapidly advancing digital technologies. Prof, unfortunately, we, I'm so sorry, but we're going to have to leave it at that only because it's 8 o'clock. But we do look forward to, to discussing the center of work, futures uh, of future work with you, because it is something that I think everybody is looking at and trying to understand as well. Professor Tawane Kupe is the Vice-Chancellor of the University of Pretoria. It's 8 o'clock. It's time for the news.